I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to Lit Libations. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Audra. Um, so I'm excited to get talking about something wicked this way comes. I am all in the fall Halloween-y mood. I Same. bought a whole bunch of pumpkins for my front porch and Ugh. like little electric candles. And I have to get more. Um, just, you know, bougie it up with you? <laughs> decorating I, my front porch. It's I the perfect say, front porch for pumpkins, though. It is. It is. And you always do such a good job. Your front porch is perfect in the fall. It's beautiful. And also just in general, you have such a beautiful yard for it because you have all those big trees. Yeah, but two big trees and the steps. Yeah, it's great. So I've got to just decorate it with pumpkins. Um, I love it. And then I have to get rid of all the pumpkins come Halloween time. Although we do give them to our chickens and they peck at them. So that, you know, it's kind of nice. That is nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Has that how what's what's it like out how you know it your is, way is it, it is folly? officially fall yes it is starting to get chilly during the day like highs are in the maybe high 50s it's very nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um nice chill in the air the leaves are gorgeous this year they're really pretty I bet. They're yeah not, they're gonna peak at like on on the 10th i think of october um but they have wow, the they fall. nail it down that quick huh they they <laughs> do because it's so people come out here just to see the leaves well the i think next trip i do to come out and see you we should maybe come next fall and can i know you've already went but i'd like to go to like salem and yeah a whole little east coast thing so maybe we'll come out in the fall we can bring the boys they'd probably like it oh that would be really or not fun. I always think I want to take the kids and I'm like, no, I just want to go by myself somewhere. I don't want well, to take, I want a vacation. Maybe you should just come by yourself. We can have a girl's trip. <gasps> Yay. That would be that really sounds fun. fun. All right. All right. That's on the horizon. Fall trip. <laughs> so figure out, figure out when they're going to peak next fall. Okay. What's the peak date? <laughs> Check out your farmer's almanacs. I, I will. I will. Plan it. Uh, um, but yeah, this was a great book to to get us started. Um, I'll be honest, I liked it. I I didn't love it, but I yeah. really liked it, and it definitely was a good mood. Um, I, I I there was a lot I liked about it. I just think I had higher expectations. Does that make sense? Because I loved yes Fahrenheit four fifty one, and I really like Ray Bradbury's short stories. I almost feel like this would have been a good short story, like. Yeah. Well, like I, I feel like I can tell that it was not originally supposed to be a novel. Yeah. Does that make sense? And it, it's almost, um, it's so atmospheric that there's not much room for almost anything else. Yeah. I just gotta, sometimes I, I don't know. I think I just have to be in a mood. Like sometimes like I have to be in a mood sometimes to go to like TJ Maxx or (laughs) Target or like, you know, sometimes I have to like be in a mood to just have so much there and like weed through it versus Mm -hmm. having it just like sparse and laid out for, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that way about, um, like Dickens, like any Dickens novels. Like if I'm in a mood, I really dig it. 
Minus a Christmas yeah. Carol. I've never loved that story. But but sometimes I just I'm like, okay, enough. <laughs> well, I will say like this book is really heavy on like descriptions, obviously, because it, it's all about as- atmosphere. But there's also really long like monologues in it. Yeah. Um, have you re- have you watched any of the Mike Flanagan's shows on Netflix? That it's like Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. No, because I'll be honest, I am not a big like scary movie, horror okay. movie, Halloween movie. Like it's not my jam. Like oh, the, we're the, the only on scary pages. movie. Oh, very much. The only scary movie I enjoy and like will watch over and over is Tremors. And that's just because it's Kevin Bacon and um, Reba McIntyre in it. Like that's it. And then there's like a little bit of nostalgia with it because I watched it as a kid <laughs> and it's a weird movie and it's not even that scary because there's no way in hell anything like that would ever happen. But that's it. Like, yeah, it's not my I can't. Yeah. Even like movies like The Butterfly Effect, like anything that even has a slight, slight scary horror. How not my thing. So like like we're going to be doing the rest. We're doing parts one and two. Yeah. And then we're going to discuss part three and the movie. And that's going to be a big thing for me to watch this movie. You guys, I know it's not going to be that scary, but like it's like I'm really putting my I'm really sacrificing. Okay, I'm still scared of like goosebumps. Okay, like oh I never God. watched goosebumps or what was that other one that used to show late at night? Um, oh, what was it called? Scary. Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm aging myself because that was probably before you were even born. But like, I can't. I just, I, it's just not my thing, guys. That is it's hilarious. Just not. We are the absolute opposite. My favorite book genre in elementary school were the R.L. Stein books, but I like skipped Mm-mm. over Goosebumps and I went straight for his like adult scary no. novels or like young adult scary novels. And then no. um, and my favorite movie I- when I was like five was What Lies Beneath. <laughs> Oh my God, what is wrong with you? That's so scary. A great question. It's a That's great question. That's so scary. I remember, I remember well, you're probably I like, better prepared for life than I am. Like, I just can't face maybe. scary things. I don't know. It was really funny, though. I, when I was, uh, when I was like really young, my grandpa, Stevens, um, had a fantastic movie collection. And so we would go over and like borrow movies a lot. And... Um, my mom went over to borrow What Lies Beneath because she like knew I really wanted to watch it, and I'd watched a lot of scary movies before. And he, he like pulled her aside and he said, "Liz, are, are you sure that that's really appropriate <laughs> for a five year old?" <laughs> and my mom's like, "She's fine. She doesn't even get scared." And we watched it that night at our house in Oakley, Utah, and. Um, I am like living for it. I'm loving every second. And Stuart, my older brother, um, he is sitting on the stairs where he can't see the TV, but he's still with us. So he feels like he's not being left out, but he was too scared to be in the room. It was really cute. But no, I'm like her. I loved horror movies. I watch them all the time. It's I've watched Haunting of Hill House on Netflix like probably six times. It's one of my favorite series ever. You know, I love this because I really don't think I knew that about you. Really? really? Yeah. Well, I mean, what? how would you? I guess this hasn't really been like a thing that we would discuss or talk about because it's. No, because I'm so opposed to it. So yeah. like I would never bring it up. Yeah. OK, well, this is good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not my jam, but totally your jam. So that's OK. So this is good. I think it's a good, you know, two different so, perspectives here. 
Okay, so is it the scary element that you didn't like or was it the writing and just in general the whole story? I mean, I like Ray Bradbury. I just felt like it was for I liked it. Why I didn't love it is I was like, okay, like it just it just seemed to go on a little bit too much for me in certain parts. And I felt like it would have been better as more of a novella or short story because it is so, you know, just it just really sets a mood. It's so it just creates this atmosphere. You're really transported. But I felt like at a certain point, it'd be like, okay, let me out. Does that make sense? Like I totally, I've, I've got it. I, I'm ready to be done now. Like I, and I like the story and I like the elements in the novel where it's kind of about, you know, aging and, yeah. you know, like, you know, specifically with like Charles Holloway, like just this idea of like, death and 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 the connection between not just parents but like young and old and like how different ages view um those those things that are in the story view witches view skeletons view uh personification of death like yeah you you approach it differently depending on your life experience and your age and like so i i like all of those elements of it i just felt like I felt like it would have hit better for me if it would have just been a little shorter. Cause at a certain point I was like, Oh God, okay. One, one does, more page describing it, the like town. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It does drag. I will say, um, a little bit because of that. Um, it is weird that like such a short, relatively short book, it's like around 300 pages, maybe a little bit less. Um, mm-hmm. it's weird that there were times when I got like really tired reading it almost yeah do you know what I mean yeah. where like I I feel like usually with a book of this size uh, like I would be able to just kind of get through it pretty quickly or I wouldn't want to stop reading but this one mm-hmm. I did have to take breaks and even though I loved it I still it was kind of like exhaustive a little bit in that way yeah yeah so that's it so it's like I liked it I just that's the part that it just dragged a little bit for me but lots to discuss really is a great pick and it was a great way to start this season and yeah it was good it was a good shift and I like the you know the elements of fantasy and I don't know if I'd say horror but yeah like that yeah, were like combined a, like it's very it's like very unique Disney channel horror yeah kinda. yeah it's like a yes it, it, I mean because it, it's weird too it's like a horror bed knobs and broomsticks right it's like wait is this supposed to be reality or is it not like we've right. got a flying bed now we've got a you know, yeah. mystical carnival. Like yeah. it's just kind of one of those where it keeps you like, wait, what, what's going on? Which I do like, I like those elements. Um, but yeah, so, well, before we get more into it next, so we'll be doing parts, part three and the movie next episode. <laughs> and then we will be starting, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein 1818 version. Um, and we'll probably have to split that up into two. I'm thinking we'd I'm have thinking. to. Yeah. yeah, and maybe, you know, and maybe same thing. Maybe we can watch a version. I mean, there's been many. Um, I guess I'll... I see, and for some reason, that's not scary to me, though. Like, I don't view that novel as a horror. I don't really either, um, but I think that's I pick, because yeah. it's more about... It's psychological to yeah, me. Yeah, it's psychological, and it to me, it's just, like, so obviously about deeper, like, social issues. Yeah that it's hard to pick it up as as a 
kind of a horror genre. It's more science fiction, really. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, th- that would be an interesting thing to discuss, though, is like looking at the movies and everything, because um, t- in my opinion, I don't think there's been a single movie that's ever done the story justice, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've even seen. I don't think I've even seen any. You haven't seen like, love- the classic, like the 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 original. You haven't seen that the black uh-uh. and white. Oh my goodness! Uh-uh. So maybe we do that. Maybe we watch that one because no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's classic. I've seen what, what's the what's the Mel Brooks spoof? That, <laughs> that's Young Frankenstein. Okay, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's pretty close. I'm not gonna lie. It does. It it is just kind of like making fun of the original so a lot of the stuff the elements are pulled directly from like the original movie um yeah that would be really fun we should definitely watch that original it's been a long time since i've watched it so all right cool all right well that's our plan so everyone go pick up a copy of mary shelley's frankenstein the 1818 version it's very important that you get this specific version i feel very strongly Um, about this (laughs) me too like so please like we don't ask much um please just pick up the 1818 version Um, and then we haven't decided what's coming after that yet. So that will be forthcoming. Um, and I think that's it. So what, what are you, what's your libation this Um, late afternoon? Yeah. So I'm really, you know, just immersing myself in the fall vibes. So I am drinking a nine pin cider. It's called the apple pie seco flavor. So it's like normal cider, but it has kind of spicy or elements in it. It's very cinnamony, nutmeggy. It's delicious. Nice. I love a cider. That sounds really good. Awesome. Um, well, I'm not exciting. I actually am going to go back to work after we record <laughs> and I have to ride a horse and teach lessons still. So, oh, so you don't want to, you know, be <sighs> imbibing it during that process? I, I, I don't. It's not a great idea. Um, <laughs> not out of the realm of possibilities, I suppose, but not a great idea. So I am not I'm not drinking anything exciting. I'm That's drinking water fair. because I need to be hydrated. But I think it's OK. Again, I. I give a lot. Okay. I, I really like yes. try and go all out. So I've got one off day where I'm just, but water, it's important. Hydrate it is people. Important. Like drink more water. Everyone should drink more water. It's very I important. Agree. You're a good yeah. example. You're setting a great mm. example and I am drinking a Thank fall you. enough drink for the both of us. So I think we're mm. good. Well done. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yes. Um, okay. Well, well maybe how do you want to, before we like really dig in, maybe just talk about what happened in the story okay. up until then yeah a little, little a plot through parts one through parts one and two yeah so just kind of generally the story is about a boy named will holloway and his best friend jim or james nightshade they're which okay years old. awesome name i know love the name jim nightshade it makes me like it's so good it. <laughs> just love it that's just awesome jim nightshade like i want to be named Jim Nightshade. Like, yeah. So, yeah, just awesome. Yeah. And it fits his personality really well, too, which I think mm-hmm. is fun. Um, but they're like yeah. classic Midwestern town boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Four, 14, right? 13 or 14? They're about to turn 14. They're like a week right, away because right, right. they were both born um, on like the cusp of one was born on Halloween. One was born like an hour later right. or something. And so they're right. pretty much their neighbors. They're inseparable. Um. And they find out, as well as Charles Holloway, which is Will's dad, that there is a traveling carnival that's coming to town, um, which is weird because it's a little late in the year. Most of the carnivals don't come through this town. Um, 
that late into the year in October. Um, so they really want to go. Jim especially wants to go. He has kind of like a more adventurous, darker kind of side to him, I would say, than Will does. Yeah. Um, so they re- anyway, they really want to go. They go to check it out. They see their teacher there who gets scared in one of the mazes. Um, and then when when they are going there, they also see a man who rides a carousel and he basically ages backwards and then something happens. They kind of like wreck the carousel a little bit and they see him rapidly age like 120 years when it goes the other direction. Mm -hmm. And there are these carnival characters, specifically a a Mr. Dark, who is covered head to toe in tattoos, who is very interested and intrigued in Jim and really wants him to ride the carousel, which Jim also wants to ride the carousel, but Will doesn't really want him to. Um, We find out that um, Miss Foley, their older teacher, she is basically told to ride the carousel. They find her as a young girl and they realize that it's her and she's been de-aged and she's terrified. Um, and then, well, let's see what happens. I wrote notes. Then. There's so a lot. Like it's a there's, very. There's a lot that happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, Mr. Dark, though, is still kind of like looking for these boys. But at this point, the boys are terrified um, and they're hiding. And they run into Charles Holloway, who recognizes that the boys are scared and has had some, I think, very sweet moments, especially with his son the night before where he, you know, they talk about kind of like life and death and fear and age and um, what it's like being young and it's just, it's very sweet, actually. I really love Charles Holloway as a character. Um, yeah. And he kind of tries to protect the boys. He's a librarian. He goes to try to do research on this carnival to see what's going on and why they're so interested in his child and his child's friend. And then the carnies basically come to the library and attack them. Um, but then Charles is able to to kind of get away through laughter and through joy. And it's just like this very, to me, Charles is the most interesting character and like goes through the biggest amount of changes. And I loved kind of the attention on him in this book. Yeah, I do too. Like, even though, you know, the two boys are kind of like the main characters, I think Charles really, he's like a special guest right like he's Mm -hmm. very important to the story and has a great and I mean there's there's a lot of really that's I think that's part of where I got frustrated is I think there's so many good simple and I don't mean simple in a bad way like simple in a very good way like points or like themes in the novel you know like Mm -hmm. it's really this like the Will Jim and Charles are are really representing like the the good parts of humanity and and you know not just youth but love and morality and they're kind of on that side and then like mr dark and the witch and everyone else in the carnival they're kind of the you know sin and temptation and the darkness and and like in the end good prevails right like yeah we were not getting to the end yet but like even parts one and two like you see that there's all these constant kind of battles and like um and good wins out and it's through simple things like affection and laughter and um, Mm -hmm. curiosity like 
that that they prevail over and over again. And I mean, that's a, just a nice, simple message in the book, yeah. especially when it comes to something that's a little bit more sinister or scary or horror, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that this goodness that's inside of you from childhood on and one, it doesn't have to leave because a lot of that is in there too of Charles Holloway being, you know, having this kind of anxiety about his age. Like he seems he's older, right? Like yeah. maybe older than most typical fathers yeah, of a boy 50, that's 13, 14. He's 54 and he, I think got married at like 39. So yeah, he started yeah, a little bit later. doesn't seem that crazy, but obviously when it was written, especially like not the most common, um, and it, and it has some anxiety about that. And like you kind of learn that it's the, this transition from childhood to adulthood. There's just this fear of getting older. I mean, that's talked about a lot in the book with that carousel. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you ride the carousel and if you ride backwards, you can. Uh, what's the word? You don't age. You de-age. You de-age. Yeah. Like you get younger. Yeah. And then yeah. you can ride it the other way. And like that one character becomes over 100. And like so it's just this concept, too, which I think is something that's written about a lot and is really interesting of, of aging and youth versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, why is that better or is it better? And so there's just so many good things to think about from the novel. Oh my gosh, those are loud sirens. Yes, they are. Hope everything's okay. Me too. <laughs> Who knows in this town? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was a stabbing that happened down <gasps> the block from my apartment. Oh my gosh. Do you want to know what it was over? Yeah. I do. Somebody didn't like the way that they were treating their pet, the anim- their animal. So like this couple was walking a dog and these other people saw the way that they were treating the animal. I don't know what they were doing that was treating it bad, but they like intervened with this stranger and they had a fight outside of a car wash. And then it let, got to the point that the guy who was walking the dog, like, took out a knife and stabbed, like, two people. And, like, one of them had a punctured lung. And they're, like, they're fine now. But, like, that is why the fight. People are crazy. Like, stabbing people, not okay yeah. under pretty much any circumstances. Certainly not something like that. It's wild. Yeah, that's intense, man. How'd you find all that out? Oh, I work at the DA's office. Oh, well, I know that. I just, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that, you know, what? I would so abuse, abuse my power if I worked at like any government agency. Like I'm, I like to know things. I am. I do too. Nosy is not, I don't like that word. Cause I just like to be well-informed. That's, I uh-huh. like to be well-informed. Okay. Just well, you know. it was it was in the local news as well. So I would have found out about it anyway. But I will say it is a good thing that I don't like know anybody here. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, if this these were like people I was going like I went to high school with and stuff, it would be a different situation, I think. But yeah. Oh, well, wow. OK. Yeah. With great that's, responsibility. That's with great yeah, power comes great, comes power great responsibility, comes great responsibility. Yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i am not i am not up for that let me tell you i'm too nosy <laughs> i just i want to know like property records are so interesting to me like i want to know mm. who owns different things and how long they have like, yeah mm. i don't that property doesn't concern me but are for really some interesting. reason right Out here um there is a town 
called Williamstown. Um, it's where Lake Williams College is. And it's it's just north of here. It's in the same county. And there is this neighborhood there that had like a city law and ordinance that said that no people of color could buy houses there. And this was from like 1840, whatever. Um, still in place. And of course it is. nobody knew, right? Because it's such an old thing. People like aren't regularly checking um, until like a family tried to buy a house. Or I think that they did actually buy the house until, um, and then somebody like was like, you can't, it's against the city ordinances. <laughs> and they like brought it up, but then it, it got worked out. The city, I think got rid of it, but it's, it's like this, the weird niche, like city laws, property laws, there's so much that's still technically like a law and is legal yeah, that that's people just, just don't even know. Yeah, I know. I've written, I've like, there's some book I've read where, or it was not a book, like a pamphlet just shows you all these like back ass words now, laws and ones mm-hmm. that are still in place because, you know, don't do anything about it that are just insane. Like, I don't know. I can't think of any now, but there's some well, weird ones. And, and it's like stuff that not even like police officers would know. Right. So it's not like no, they're yeah. really like stopping people in the streets. No. For these things. But it's crazy that they ever were laws and that any nobody's checking the books to like get them. No. Out of and there. it just points out the ridiculousness and like that change is good. We do need to evolve. Well, whatever. Anyway, that's a whole nother soapbox. Um, yeah, we just went we on a on. huge tangent, but uh, back yeah. to something wicked this way comes. Right. But like, so there's just, there's some really good things in it. Yeah. And I think that are really pertinent. And I, yeah, I really do like, because when I, when you first start it, you really think it's going to all be about Will and Jim and they're such integral yeah. parts of the story and they're such good characters. But I agree. I really like Charles. I like what he brings to it. You know, he he really starts out seeing death and his age is very unpleasant and you know like when he his son and I I just think it's a beautiful relationship because his son will his expression of love is really what helps Charles see that Mm -hmm. you know his age his age doesn't matter it's the fact that he's the kind of father he is and the kind of person he is and that's what matters and you know and I think that's when they're in the maze right like they're in this creepy mirror maze that creeps me out I don't like mirror mazes I don't like carnivals in general are terrifying oh my god carnivals haunted houses like dude I hate all this stuff I do not like it I hate haunted houses I I cannot wait to go to Salem Massachusetts with you we're gonna have a great time but to me that's more like historical right that's more like I don't know I've never been so maybe I will be freaked if I, but like that's like a historical like look at the idiocy of people versus yeah. like I don't know like I've had to go through stupid haunted I had the most awful he wasn't no he was up there <laughs> as far as worst boyfriends I can't I have to take a minute to rank uh-huh. no he wasn't the worst but he was up there and he just loved that stuff and we when i lived in florida we would go to universal studios halloween oh yeah thing they did every year and it's always really intense because it's freaking universal studios so like the whole park is set up as like one big haunted house and then they have all these other haunted houses and they're super intense and i hate roller coasters and i hate haunted houses and you walk through the damn carnival and people are coming up in your face and chasing you and it's all scary and there's smoke and then you go in this oh it was horrible it was awful yeah and i'm just I don't like, like that it stuff. was torture 
I don't know. And he would always like, be, don't, don't let scares. it get the best of you. He'd like, you know, oh. psychologically manipulate me into going. And I'm like, this is awful. I hate this. But yeah. So don't mazes. let it get the best of you. Like it's some like big character flaw. If you just don't like haunted houses. Oh, I'm over. I used to feel like, oh, I got to be more. No, I'm brave as fuck. I just <laughs> am not into like, I, if I need to be, I can be really brave. Okay. I mean, like, yes, I know I, you are, you are, but I am brave. not, I'm not in these situations because well, it's not can, real. I don't need to do it. Yeah. If you can be very brave, Audra, but you just choose not to have to be sometimes. Exactly. Like if I need to. I will step up. I will be there. But if I do not, like, it is not real. I do not need to walk through a house with a guy with a chainsaw and someone <laughs> dressed up as a zombie. Why? I, that's not a real situation. If the zombie apocalypse comes, I will take care of my family. I will kill some zombies. But that is not happening right now. So I don't need to pretend. Like, see, you know that's what? That's not going to really... help me gain life skills to get through it. I think you're much more brave than me because to me, I'm like, yes, give me all this like fake horror. Like, give, give <laughs> me all of this fake stuff. But if a zombie apocalypse actually happened, I would say, kill me now. I don't want to deal with any of this. I would just rather right. die. I'm not killing well, any zombies. I'm just dying. Yeah. See, like, I, I will, I, I can do it. Like, I would, I would get it done. But if yes, it would. has to happen in real life, I'm You'd not going to be like riding around on your horse. I would, would. I would. You would be amazing. Actually, I can I, see I, this. I'm visually watching you just like chop zombies heads off while you're riding yeah. a horse. Oh, like yeah. Valiant like, steed. I can see it. Oh, yeah. One like Wonder Woman me like yes. get me a sword. Yes. Well, so when we were at your grandpa's house, Grandpa Ken's house, cleaning out stuff um, yeah. the other was like last weekend. I walk into that sunroom area and the boys are holding real pirate swords. Sadie, I don't know where these came from, from? but I I don't know why are pirate swords left lying around the house for a six and a four year old to find, but they found them. And from a distance, I thought they just like look like those fake swords that you buy at Pirates of the Caribbean ride. No, they're real. They're like ones from Mexico. And I get closer. Yes, they. So how I noticed that they realized I see Lachlan stick one through a box and it cut through the. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What? Where did you guys get those? And they're good kids. And they immediately handed them over. And they're like, oh, we found these cool swords. I'm like, these are real swords. Like, you could have cut each other's heads off. Like, what is going on? So and of course they want them. So I was like, fine, you can have them. But like, these are to be put away. And then like they're keepsakes. These are not toys, so they've been really good about it. But I'm like, oh my god! So I do have two real pirate swords, and I oh, so you would carry them, them and you're, yeah, we took them home. I think they're here in our studio because I'm like, I'm not leaving these in the house. Like, I'm but just, yeah, so I would, I would take your grandpa's cannon's <laughs> pirate sword, and I would ride my steed and cut off a zombie head if oh needed. I in his like, in his honor. You know what? I take it back. Maybe I will stick around just so I can watch yeah. this. Just so you can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be cheering you on from the back <laughs> from the safe house set up, set up a live stream yeah because you know the internet will be working for like the last like 400 people that are yeah, alive on earth we'll have, we'll, we'll have internet <laughs> you know, of course hey, you know the satellites are still in the sky <laughs> they are <laughs> oh Jesus see I don't need libation I'm better with water apparently um <laughs> I think we're just better of each other. We just like talking to each other so much. We are. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening us just talk. But yeah, so I've been talking a lot. I really, I did like the 
I liked Charles Holloway. I like the ideas of death and aging and because it is it's it sounds simple but simple isn't bad to me and I do love the idea that the book imbibes which is you know yes death is scary there are scary things but what Mm -hmm. defeats it every single time is like focusing on our humanity and affection and love and as cheesy as that sounds it's it's all you have I mean we're gonna die like every uh single one of us is going to die death is such a reality we're faced with it every single day some of us more than others and some in really intense ways and like there's nothing you can really do about it and you just have to hold on to to people and you have to hold on to them with with love and affection and comfort and community and I think that as much as this book has this kind of creepy stuff with it with the carnival and the you know the characters that dust witch and the skeleton like all of these different characters i think Mm -hmm. all they do is just highlight how um powerless they are against these normal humans because these normal humans represent this much more powerful thing which is our humanity and our love and it's kind of an it's just a really nice simple sweet message that i pulled out of this and I, and I really did like that part of the book very much. I did too. And I think it, it's a nice thing to read. Like, yeah. I can imagine reading this as like a 14-year-old and you're attracted to the maybe more like fantasy horror elements mm-hmm. and letting that very intense, simple message seep in. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this, I mean, that's the best thing about books, right? Is like the yeah. things that you don't even know that you're taking in because they're just so well done and subtly put in the book. And I think that that's... I mean, there's just some books that are like that, like To Kill a Mockingbird. There's just some books that are, they've got such a good message that's kind of underneath the good story. And that's why it's so important to read and read when you're young, because you've got to get this stuff in your brain somehow. And if it's not in your life, let it be in fiction, you know? Well, and I I love this too, because I feel like it's one of the the few books that I've read where I feel like this shift between like a child's perception of their parent at one point and then how it changes into a new kind of uh understanding of them it's one of the first times I've seen it in literature where I feel like it's in a good way do you know what I mean like because his yeah it's usually the opposite it's usually the opposite it's usually like recognizing more like flaws kind of about your parents than recognizing maybe some hidden strengths that you didn't know were there all the time um Mm -hmm. and you know will is like very aware of his dad who seems to have like quite a bit of depression um and is quite withdrawn um and i love the conversation when will gets home really late um and they're talking in the back and, and, you know, he's telling Will, he's like, you're going to climb right back up those vines, get into the house the way you want. Like, we're not going to worry your mother about it. Um, but they're talking out in the front and Will asks his dad why he isn't happy. Um, and, you know, he's just kind of at first he he doesn't seem too interested in having this conversation but then you know he sees this as a good opportunity and he asks will um since when did you think being good meant being happy and will says since always 
And Charles says, since now learn otherwise. Sometimes the man who looks happiest in town with the biggest smile is the one carrying the biggest load of sin. There are smiles and smiles. Learn to tell the dark variety from the light. Um, and I just, I love this, this uh, conversation of him being like, I'm an okay person. Like I'm not great, but I'm all in all, I'm good. And you can't always equate like what you initially see of a person as what they are. And I like that also in the kind of the context of like looking at a spectacle, like a carnival, right? At first right. it's all fun. It's all games. But then in this story, you know, there's obviously a lot more to it and a lot more going on. Yeah. And it's easy. Lots to of kind dark of get, layers. Yeah. It's easy to get kind of, you know, like drawn in a little bit. Um, yeah. And I love just this like very real conversation and also just, you know, the support that he gives his son in this time, you know, because Will isn't really able or doesn't think it's a good idea to share everything that's happened, everything that he saw that day and that night with his dad at this point. But, you know, his dad just says, when you're ready, like, I will believe you. I can already tell you now. Mm -hmm. And just that, like, that level of support and good parenting yeah. from someone otherwise kind of like depressed and withdrawn. Um, this is really moving. It's just like good to see. That's just nice. You yeah. know, the, the good parenting. Well, I think it makes a good point, you know, that, you know, Charles, a lot of his issues with him being what he considers old, even though he's like middle age is, you know, it's like he's got this conflict, right? Like he wants to be young. He feels like he's too old. I think especially when you compare and that's something that you think about when you have kids, like because you you see youth in front of you every day, you know, and you feel your age in all sorts of ways. But then he I mean, he is an active participant in taking care of this carnival and, and exploring it and in the end toppling it and figuring out how to, you know, survive it in a way. And he does that not necessarily because he's young and strong physically, but mm -hmm. because he he's smart, he's mature, he's wise. He, you know, it shows that that's just as much value and we value youth so much. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think he's a great character to represent that. And, and what you said earlier about, it's nice to see, you know, Will kind of almost grow in his appreciation for his father. Like I had this therapist once that told me that there's kind of like these three stages when it comes to when you're a child with your parent, you know, your first, the first stages, they're your whole world, right? I mean, they take care of all your needs, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, and that they're just a parent. That's who they are because that's who they are to you. And then you get older, like teenage-ish and you realize, oh, okay, they are people and maybe parts of them are shitty or I don't really like, or there's things mm -hmm. I don't respect or I'm embarrassed by. And it doesn't always have to be that negative, but those elements come in and you kind of have to have this reconciliation of like, they have a life outside of me. It's not all about me. And maybe there's things that they're not perfect at. So then like stage two, you know, so you kind of have to get past that point to get to the final stage, which is where you see your parents as like, full people. So they're still your parent, mm -hmm. but they're also real people. And that's kind of where you can develop more of those friendshipy kind of relationships. They're still your parent and they should be, but like they're, they're more fully actualized people. And, and I feel like Will kind of gets to that point with, with Charles, you know, they go through this experience together and he sees his dad in, in ways that he didn't before. And he helps his dad see himself in yeah. ways that maybe he didn't before. And I think that's really nice. And I think that's what it should be like 
you know, with child and adult, like my kids help me just as much as I help them. And it, I think it's nice to be able to get to the point where you can see that and realize that. And that's another very nice part of the book for some book. I didn't love that much. I found a lot to like about it, but there is, there is a lot to like about it. Um, I, I loved like, yeah, this like moment where Will, um, when they're like underneath the grate, like, I don't know exactly how to visualize it, but they're by like that wooden Native American statue outside the cigar shop. And they're like hiding underneath, um, yeah kind of the porch and then or something and the night which character is it that comes by it's, it's the, mr dark and right 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 and and like the witch is also there um but they come to talk to him and they ask like oh have you seen these boys he, mr dark at this point i don't think like really realizes that that's their father you know um yeah and there's just like this cool moment where you kind of see how clever the dad is um, how clever mm-hmm. Charles is and like how quick he is on his feet. And he'd never really had the opportunity to be that way before, you know, like he, yeah. he just kind of was this inside character who just stayed in the library and just read books and like, mm-hmm. didn't really talk to people all the time. And I love this moment where, you know, he's kind of giving, uh, Mr. Dark a, a run for his money and under the grill, you know, the boys are just terrified. They're holding really still because they don't want Mr. Dark to realize that they're under there. And Will, below, gazing up, eyes wet, mouth wide, thought, oh my gosh, why didn't I see it before? Dad's tall. Dad's very tall indeed. And I just, mm-hmm. I loved that imagery of of like yeah. um, his stature and like his his persona becoming elevated to his son mm-hmm. in that moment, yeah. be, being given the opportunity to see him um, kind of rise up to an occasion and, and protect them and um, be kind of intimidating, you know, because even though he's intimidated, he talks about how he could sense that Mr. Dark was also scared of him. Yeah. And um, I just, I loved that moment of, of like, awe of kind of like seeing just how cool his dad is and it just made me feel so good because it's just not something I think is like focused on I feel like most books about parenthood or like child and parent relationships a lot of the time I see it as a way of kind of like navigating childhood trauma you know of like dealing with the perils of that relationship and this just I feel like just builds it up in such a strong and like important way that I think this book would just be awesome for like kids to read and for you know a parent to read with their kid and like it just it was a lot of fun to me to to read this kind of story yeah no it is like like I said I started out talking about how uh, I didn't love it here's why but there really are so many things that I really liked about this book and I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's interesting because the age of the characters is I think when it's a great would be a great age to first read this book because mm-hmm. it is kind of its own coming of age story, but in a, in a different way than we normally read in fiction. And yeah, um, yeah it was great. And I'm excited, to, even though I don't like the genre, I'm excited <laughs> to see the movie. I'm excited to see what they do with it because I know Ray Bradbury was very active in making the movie and the screenplay. and mm-hmm. and And that's always nice when the author is 
involved because it kind of helps when you get to see a visual representation of what they, you know, what their image was. Yeah. Even though it was not directed by Gene Kelly, much to his chagrin, I'm sure. Much to his chagrin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, now I want to go watch Singing in the Rain. Well, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the last part of the book and the movie. So if you guys have not picked up your copy, please go get through it and or at least watch the movie um or go watch some gene kelly you know (laughs) or read some other ray bradbury excellent i mean if you haven't read fahrenheit 451 do that dandelion wine's great so he's a great author um definitely recommend putting him in your literary canon for sure um and also go pick up 1818 version of mary shelley's frankenstein so you guys can get going on that that should be a good one too yes please starting off in two episodes so Anything else you want to talk about for this first section? Um, I don't think so, but uh, fun fun little blurb, I will say. Uh, Did you ever watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? That sounds familiar. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show. It's like a musical TV show. She writes her all of her own songs and like she's the writer and... um, Oh, with Rachel Bloom. Yes. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen things about this. I have not watched it. I loved it. It's very good. Um, it really comes together, especially at the end. But Ra- Rachel Bloom is really funny. And she, before she got her start on that show, she made a bunch of um, like YouTube videos where she also wrote like songs and performed them. And uh, she has one that's called Fuck Me Ray Bradbury. And it is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want a laugh... You should go to YouTube and watch Rachel Bloom in Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury, the greatest sci-fi writer in history, and uh, you'll laugh your socks off. So, Oh, my gosh. All right. I, I will do that. Good on you. I wasn't expecting it to go there. I was like, okay, where's she going with this? What's the connection? Um, all right. Well, well done. Well done, Sadie. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.